Grandma's first love. Saumya's question dropped into a lull in the conversation and everyone heard it clearly. She was sitting on a low poof beside Grandma's rocking chair. Her hand was plucking urgently at Grandma's knee as she looked up into her face and asked, Grandma, was Grandpa your first love? The whole family turned as one to hear what Grandma had to say. And we all saw it. She lit up like a firecracker. Pink in her cheeks, eyes twinkling madly and turned to grin mischievously at Grandpa who was scowling like a thunderstorm. There was a story in this, we all knew and there was an instant clamour that it be told. Grandpa harumphed even more moodily than usual and rocked his chair so hard that Hari had to put a hand on it to calm him down. This was going to be a juicy one. Tell us, Grandma. You have to tell us. Was there someone before Grandpa? Ah, who was it? What a wicked thing you are, Grandma, keeping the best secrets from us. Grandpa rumbled sourly from his chair. Oh, she's a wicked thing, all right. Always has been and always will be. I've suffered a great deal with this woman and nobody knows it but me. He meant that seriously. But he wasn't really angry, so the room resounded with guffaws. These two really set the mood for the whole family. It was on our honeymoon, Grandma started. And Saumya sighed romantically as if she were remembering her own, not even in secondary school yet. Grandpa asked me exactly this question. Was I his first love? She twinkled as we all turned furiously to Grandpa. Was that any question for a honeymoon? We all berated him. And he had the grace to look foolish as he replied. I assumed the answer would be yes. But I didn't know your grandma as well as I know her now. But he was just fussing. Anyone could see that. And she was grinning her head off, so we had to get quickly to the bottom of this one. This was my answer to him, Grandma continued. Every summer, when I was a girl, I went with my mother to her parents' home in Delhi. We went together, but from the time I was 10 till about 15, I think, I stayed on after she returned and came back on my own on the Rajdhani Express. Being an only child, I enjoyed the extra holiday time playing with my cousins. My uncle would put me on the train. It had only chair cars, reclining seats like those on a plane, very fancy in those days. The train left Delhi in the evening and arrived in Calcutta early the next morning and it had only two stops at Mughal Sarai and Kanpur late at night when all good children should be fast asleep. My uncle would ask some matronly-looking ladies to keep an eye on me and they would readily agree. Those were innocent times. On the first trip, 
excited to be traveling alone. I crept out of my seat and went to the wagon door when the train pulled into Mughalsarai Junction. People were rushing on and off with baggage for the first few minutes, but soon all that settled down. I stepped off the train gingerly because I had to try, of course, but jumped back on soon enough. I stood in the doorway of the carriage and looked out at the coolies in red shirts, ferrying bags and bundles. Those were the days before wheeled suitcases. You had to carry a bag. You couldn't just wheel it along. White-coated railway officials pompously paraded up and down. Vendors sold magazines, toys and food. There were always plenty of food vendors, even in the middle of the night. There was a young boy on the platform, maybe two or three years older than me. He wore khaki shorts and a singlet. He was selling magazines and offering to fill water bottles at the station taps. Many passengers were using the water-filling service, though nobody was buying his magazines. They tipped him and he seemed satisfied with his pickings. He offered me the same facilities, but I had no interest in his magazines nor any water bottle to refill. He gave me a toothy grin and informed me handsomely that if I'd had one, he'd have filled it for free. The room echoed with sundry oohs and Grandpa rocked furiously, making us quite hysterical. The train chugged off and I went back quietly to my seat, gazing scornfully at the sleeping aunties who should have been protecting me from exactly such situations. Didn't sleep much, thinking of the young vendor's smooth, hard muscles and his strong brown legs. He was tough and wiry and certainly cheeky. From that trip on, I insisted on carrying a water bottle on every return journey. Made sure it was empty and waited at the doorway to the coach every year in the middle of the night to get my bottle refilled for free. I regret to admit it never even crossed my mind to buy a magazine. He'd catch sight of me and come running with a huge smile. We didn't have much to talk about, but our eyes did a lot of sparkling at each other. Over the years, he filled out quite nicely. And to add to that cheeky grin, he had a most handsome physique too. By this time, Grandpa was something between crestfallen and enraged, Grandma related. And we could definitely understand why. He'd walked into it, asking such a provocative question on his honeymoon at that. But for heaven's sake, she didn't need to be emphasizing every detail of his competitor's rippling muscles and sparkling eyes. So, sitting on the balcony of our hotel room, as the sun set slowly, we both looked quietly into the distance. I realized I may have gone a bit too far, Grandma admitted, to a chorus of outraged people shouting, May have gone only a bit. So I shut my mouth and sat tight, wondering how to set this right. After a while, Grandpa looked sadly at me and asked in a dispirited tone, So, is that true? 
and I jumped at my chance and said, "Absolutely not! I just made it all up. There never was any handsome boy at any station because I always slept soundly through the night like a good innocent child." Oh my gosh! The yelling in the room—I cannot begin to describe. Now, Grandpa was gloating because after all these decades. Grandma was getting it in the teeth for tormenting him. I explained, she waved her hands to silence us all, that it was just a joke to tease him for his silly question. I'd been reading a book of stories by Ruskin Bond, and there was a story about a boy on a train seeing a girl on the platform, and I just reversed the roles and told the story, not realizing how completely Grandpa would fall for it and how upset he could get. I thought it was a funny response to his ridiculous question, but I think I was too convincing, and it could have gone very wrong if he'd not innocently asked me if it was really true, giving me a chance to confess. I showed him the story in the book, but I think he was just mighty relieved I hadn't really had another love and let the whole thing slide. Everyone just lit into Grandma. But she defended herself by saying that if it was outrageous, it was his equally outrageous question that had started it, and we had to accept that. They'd both been wildly out of line. It took a long time for the room to settle down after that bombshell, because every little while, someone would look balefully at Grandma and she'd stifle a giggle. Or someone would wag their finger at Grandpa, and he'd rock fiercely in his chair and have to be calmed down by a steadying hand. These two, they really are a pair. Wow.